0: You got your mama's sunshine, you got your daddy's rain, you're like a piece of heaven in a hurricane. And it's bubbling Hey guys, welcome to this week's podcast. This is Off the Mountain. I'm Josh. This is Pastor Tom, Pastor Ron Vietti. This is Vince Sierra. Hey and uh and we got tyler and Cabin behind the camera i want to acknowledge those guys uh they work very hard you never see them but very they're amazing hard. and we have a big team uh that supports us uh off the mountain but we're on the mountain today so uh we want to talk to you guys today about opportunities um life does have a lot of opportunities gives offers us a lot of opportunities what we do with those opportunities kind of defines, you know, our lives in a lot of ways. And so we want to talk about that before we get to that though. Uh, we had some questions come in about, uh, health with, based on a couple of the last podcasts that we've had. Uh, again, if you haven't listened to those podcasts, go back and listen to them. Uh, in, you know, we have, we cover many different topics, but ultimately, what our goal, at least what my goal is, is to get you guys thinking, get you guys researching on your own, get you guys to to realize that, um, you know, life may offer you, uh, you know, lemons. Right. It's this is the cliche thing, but you can make lemonade. You really can. And, and I know I hate saying cliche things, but lately I've been thinking about it. A lot of those cliches, they became cliches because there's truth behind them. It's very, right? very true. Right. True. And so. again, Josh, we've said it
1: before, but we're not doctors. But we yep. are people that have spent a lot of time in education, getting educated. Uh, through- well, we
0: all, I think all of us bring something literally to the table. And I think that, you know, we've all uh, had certain certain responsibilities. We've had certain uh, uh, interests and in certain, um, there, there's 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 different types of edu- education, right? Yes. There's the education that we're offered in school, and that's great. But then there's also the type of education that you're interested in. And we have educated ourselves in a lot uh, of things that we are interested in. Uh, We are all uh, people that work at a church. That's a disclosure. We believe in God. But we want to make sure that this is uh, something that is a resource for anybody, no matter your beliefs, no matter who you are. And I know a lot of people say that, but we really do mean it. We really do love you. Even if you don't agree with us, that's okay. Okay. Um, and so we want to make sure that we are offering something of substance. And so let's get into these health questions real quick. Uh, yeah. who has the question? The first yeah. question, I think Tom got the first question.
2: Hey, you know, this is, comes to me all the time, you know, and it comes to me in different forms. People hear this, they'll ask me, so w- w- when they'll form it in, what is the easy way? What, what, what can I do to achieve my goal without working hard? And the answer is, <laughs> the answer is you can't right you know and and then of course they'll come up with the cheats everyone will look at uh the sport that i did bodybuilding and say well what about steroids what about uh supplements i'm going yeah but that's not lasting those don't those those work from a physical effect but we're really trying to make ourselves better health-wise and if the benefit is that i look better because of that then that's what she should go for most everything else won't matter in the end
0: it's funny tom i think about supplements and you go into uh over here in the west coast we have the vitamin store g and c a couple of these places and they're great you go in and you can get what you need but have you ever seen companies pop up and then they just leave? Oh, yeah. You never see them again. And and you wonder, you know, what was their purpose in creating what they created? Is it just to make a quick buck? Or is it a company that really is in it for the long haul? But the haul, same really way with diets. Help? Diets. They right. come, and they get real popular, and somebody shoots yeah. them down, a new one
1: comes. Well, it's one. funny. And there's, then they
0: rotate. They come back around again. There's companies that you do see that stick around for a long time. And I, I tend to trust those companies more because I feel like they're in it for yeah. the long haul. They're really, you know, there to... Offer you uh, what, what you actually let's need. talk
1: about the fast fix, Tom. What, what what's what's some of the fads going on out there now? What
2: well, are the fads going on right now? There's a new drug out there, and it's called Ozempic, and it's for um, diabetes. But there's a, been a kind of a, a a new benefit to it because people who have are obese can take it and lose weight. But other people can take it and lose weight too. There's, there's actually a thing called Ozempic face, because you will lose weight quickly, and that fat is gone, and all so of a sudden fast. your face wow. sags. And so, so when people are out there and they're saying, is there a quick fix? Obviously there are, but do you really want them? And is that quick fix going to help you and is it going to last?
1: Mm. What's the downside to it?
2: Well, there's a lot of uh, different, you know, if you listen to the commercial, they'll talk <laughs> about liver disease. They'll talk about, um, uh, uh, you know, we all know when you hear those commercials and they talk real fast of
0: the
3: the side effects, yeah. yeah
2: the side effects, you're like, holy smokes, why do I want that? Now, if I had diabetes, I might buy in for it. But if I'm just using it to lose, lose weight, weight yeah. you would want to stay away And I'm
1: I'm not totally against some fast fixes, but if you use something like that and you, you read all of the side effects and you were in, uh I, I'm i not, a, I'm not for it at all. Don't, don't read me wrong. But if you have some kind of fast fix that isn't going to hurt you for a for a small amount of time, then maybe you get the weight off and then you just have a lifestyle well, change well, and you, I, I, you retain it without well, that's staying the, on whatever it is that you're taking.
0: That, that would be the idea of medication in general, is it should be temporary to temporary. get you uh, into a better place well, and then you change your lifestyle. Well, right? well, let's
2: talk about the gastric bypass surgery that was real popular right, 20, right, 25 right. years ago. Yes. You know, you right. know if, if you talk about people back then that you know that maybe got the band or something, and a, that's your decision if you did it. <clears throat> I had friends that did it. And they did lose weight, sometimes 100, 200 pounds. But I can tell you after about a decade later.
1: It They're could, right back. Yeah, Why back. is that? It's Their body because, has a set, set rate. Well, and, set and it's place. because
2: it's habits. habits. Right. You know, yeah. you'll, you'll, you'll go through it. Your stomach can't hold the, the, <coughs> right. the quantity of food. So you're less calories. But I think it's going to go back to, you know, if it's worth it. What is this whole saying? it's hard because it's worth it. Yeah. Mm.
3: yeah. Have you ever watched one of those commercials you're like late at night typically and there's like the infomercials and it's like, you know, if you just do this, you'll lose all this weight yeah. and you're like, and you start, and there's something inside you that knows that's not right. right. And I think it's right. the, it's like the intuition of knowing oh. like, Nothing is easy. Like it, it can't be that easy. There's you know, something inside funny. of us that says there's no shortcuts. We're all no, no, hopes. no. You're right. Yeah. Like
0: <laughs> you, you, know that, that that it's a gimmick a little bit. Right, right? right, But sometimes I will justify the gimmick by saying, "But if I spend the money, it's going to force me to do all the other things <laughs> I need to do." Need and to how dumb right. is that? You, you like, get, right. Yeah. Why it, not just do it? Pastor
2: remembers this. A lot of diets came up with drink eight, eight ounce glasses of water. Mm. Well, water itself is going to flush sure and you're going to see a reduction just by the health benefits of drinking water so it wasn't the pill that you were taking with it it was all the water i love
0: i love your simple uh your simple idea of weight loss what is it
2: reduce calories
0: yeah that's it well if you eat
2: eat two big macs a day you won
0: you always say you always bring it down to the fact that you just have to burn more than you yeah. consume. That's exactly yeah. it. But I want to say right? something to our audience yeah. out there, especially maybe the older people or young
1: people too. If you're taking pharmaceutical drugs, which many people are for any certain cause or reason, uh, drink a lot of water. Yeah. You got to flush that that yeah. stuff through you. Yeah. I mean, a lot of that stuff can cause damage if you're not drinking a lot of water. Yeah.
2: What What are the big benefits I've I, I've started doing, and I've known it forever. But the benefit of walking, I walk, I walk mm. a mile a day and I do it because I have a new dog and I'm in a new challenge for St. Jude's <laughs> Hospital, 50 mile. Uh, in the month of, uh, you know, in this month, February, month of February, so I'm doing it and I love it. That's awesome. I, I mean, I'm walking and and, and so I'm reducing my cardio at the gym, <laughs> but I'm out in the air. Well, Tom, now.
0: don't you remember re, uh, when we went to Israel? Don't you remember seeing the ruins and they were like, oh, that was the gym right there where they worked out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. no, no, because they didn't have that because they always walked. walked you know, they had the, they they naturally. Exercise. Let me give you a uh,
1: an acronym: GAS.
0: Everybody remember the word
1: GAS. <laughs> If you want to lose weight, in my mind, the G stands, drink a lot of green tea. Mm. This is really good for you, and I said on one of the broadcasts, they're just now discovering all of the anti-cancer effects that green tea has. Green tea, do aerobic exercise, that's the A, and then a sugarless diet, as Mm. much as you can. Gas, Mm. green tea, aerobic exercise, and sugarless diet. And you'll lose weight. I'm guaranteeing you'll lose weight. Aerobics, Tom, you don't have to do a lot. I found out with, with my own body type, that if I would do some aerobic, like even walk fast 30 minutes in the morning, 30 minutes at night, and watch my diet, I can throw off pounds. Yes. I, I can lose well, weight. Well,
2: well I, as we left your house today, I, I looked at your wife, Debbie Vietti, and today watching your daughter, Romy... Mm-hmm. vieti she's going to get some aerobic exercise in today yeah she she doesn't (laughs) need it maybe but she's going to be walking and chasing all around the house but but that's a form of exercise a lot of moms sometimes will you know through activity with their kids Mm -hmm. just participating with them what a healthy activity to be in well, but hey, going out to the park with your kid, throwing the Fitbit, Vince, you're doing a lot of swimming now. And right? I, love
0: right. the fact, <laughs> yeah. I love the fact that, you know, um, that you're not espousing, that you have to go to the gym, you have to you build don't. big muscles. Um, that could be a detriment. The, the walking Darn. adds up. I try yeah.
3: to
1: walk 30, 40 minutes in the morning. Sometimes I don't have time. But again, I said, if I go shopping, I'll park way out mm-hmm. and I'll lap the store two or three times. By the end of the day...
0: I have a lot of walking in place. You, you said something about aerobic exercise, and then the data is also out that uh, strength training is really uh, a good way to lose weight. I I I I I had a little story, a like, little quick snippet back in the day when I was, was in shape. Okay, this is back when I was when I was in shape. I stopped lit, lifting, lifting weights, um, and then I started swimming a lot for to do a little triathlon thing. And um, this was like this was like four or five months, maybe six months. And when I went back into the gym. I had lost zero strength, and so there are actually exercises that you can do that are that are both that are aerobic and strength.
2: Well, you know, as as Pastor gets into age groups earlier than I do, he always tells me what I'm an experience. So I'm what you should expect. Yeah, what you should expect. And I'm 65, and so the new data for six people that are elderly like I am, 65, is that you should do more anaerobic movements than. Aerobic, mm-hmm. anaerobic is strength training because that's when the osteoporosis sets in. That's the yes. thing, and you need to have your your muscles and your bones under stimulation to create that. And so they're saying if you're older, keep strength training in because it's very detrimental. I mean, very good for you. Where if you just but aerobics,
0: but I would I would agree with you, Tom. But I would also add that. Um, you don't have to lift the most weight in the room. You don't have to no. because that's when well, you get injured. Tom and right? I have changed. Tom has trained me. I'm older
1: now, and we used to use heavier weight. Mm-hmm. And Tom says use lighter weight and do about 15 reps or 16. Just as hard, yeah. And that's working for well, me. I, my have older some, age.
0: Well, I have some joint. I was telling you I had some joint issues, and I started lifting really light weights, and I'm I'm feeling way better now. Well,
2: what 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 it is too is you you lift as heavy as you can. So we just can't lift, can't lift. as so, much. so we're still pushing weight with the stimulation. Yes. Yes. But the idea is that you keep a little more muscle on, so when you fall over,
0: well, or, and or then, tip over, and you may not break your hip. Tyler and I, the guy that's behind uh, the camera, uh, we talked about like uh, you know how maybe your face might look a little fat. We're just, we're just gonna grow our beards out really really <laughs> thick and just hide it too. That's also a good opportunity, you know, to just. Uh, <laughs> well, let, let me go to question number two, and <laughs> sure. then we're
1: then we're gonna get on to our <laughs> subject for the day. Sure. But someone had written me and asked me about the carnivore diet, mm-hmm. and it's really popular today. And again, please don't you know stone me. I'm not for that diet at all.
0: What, will you explain uh, quickly what it is? Because not everybody might know what it is. So well, I'm not sure. Basically, Tom, and correct me: it's eating a lot of meat, it, cheese, and animal-based it, protein.
2: It's, it's it's basically eating meat. And, Isn't it the uh, same
1: diet we it, used to do called all protein diet? It is. I
0: don't know if they it even is. have cheese. Don't they just do meat? No, no. Is no you, just, you can do cheese. Yes, you can, yes, okay. you can. Okay. dairy
2: okay. products. What it is is kind of a more fat-type diet, but it
0: is an all-protein diet.
1: Yeah, it's all-protein diet. It's just called carnivore. And again, again, please don't get mad at me. I know we have different opinions out there today. I don't like it because I don't think it's healthy, but uh, I had spoken with this person, and I said, if you want to lose weight, you will lose weight with this. It'll produce, but at what cost? And so anyway, I don't want to get into diets and we, get you mad at me. Was is this it, like Atkins? Well,
2: well, well, what mm. it is, well, it, it kind of is similar because it's reducing carbs. Yes. You're not eating carbs. Yes. And so, but it is a temporary. So, Pastor, I did do the carnivore because I wanted to experience it right. to be able to tell people what I felt about it. So I did it about two months and I had more energy because Joe Rogan always brags on it, and get yep. more energy, but I couldn't maintain it. And I think it's a hard diet to try to maintain. So I'm back now to what you and was I it believe, because Pastor. because of
0: hunger, strength? Or yeah, yeah,
2: you, know, you know, as you're eating it, you better be prepared to just keep a lot of meat around. Yeah. And yeah. you better be prepared to, for your budget to increase. Yeah, My wife looked diet, at me and yeah. she's like, really? Because we're going <laughs> to, yeah. I, I follow what Pastor said. Well, no, you're T-bone eating steaks. organic, grass-fed, wow, yes, for T-bone sure. steak. So, for so, sure. so when you're going to try to right. shop for that, it really blows your budget. And so what I found, though, is that I could come back in the middle and say I I, I used it, I liked it for the period I did it, I can't sustain it. Yeah, and, so and, I'm and, not going to use it for a quick fix.
1: And I, I I was on it also, but it was back when we called the protein yeah. diet. And did it throw off weight? Oh, my goodness, did, yeah. it really did. And I got more muscular, everything. But again, I'm looking at long term. Yes. Now, I said to this person, I said, here's the deal. If you want to go on this diet, I would really encourage you to go to the health food store and get some pH strips. And I, I I don't know this for a fact, but I would think that most people on this diet are going to be very acidic. And you do not want to be acidic. These pH strips, I, I I get them all the time. You, you test the, the alkaline and the acid in your body through your saliva and your urine. And what you want to do is you want to maintain a healthy balance between acidity and alkalinity. Now, if you get acidosis, which is too much acid, all kinds of health problems can occur. I mean, we're talking about some serious stuff. Uh, in fact, one dietitian that was pretty famous some time ago said, and I don't have any facts to back this up, but he said, if you're acidic and you stay acidic for lots of years, you will get cancer, he said. He said it's just a matter of time before you get cancer. Mm. Cancer thrives in that body. And so I told this person, get your pH strips and take all your buddies on the carnivore diet. And let them look at that. And so again, I, I don't. I know a lot of you are going to get mad at me. If you want to lose weight and get muscular, it works. So, but at what price over the years? Well, there's
0: also. I was just talking to a therapist recently who has a, a basically a philosophy that nutrition has a huge effect on your mental health and that's another fact that's another faucet of nutrition um if you uh she was talking about the importance of magnesium the importance of certain electrolytes that we don't have you and i dad we have uh, a water filter because our water's so bad but we've also filtered out the electrolytes and i forget that i forget that i need to put that into my body You need to add Uh, that back and
1: again you and i talked about it a few weeks ago two or three weeks ago uh i really like the mediterranean diet i really like it Because, again, your brain needs carbohydrates mm-hmm. to, to, to work. Anyway, I want to get off of this, get into well, our well, subject. Let, let me
2: say one more thing because uh. I can give proof text to your acidic statement. When I did the protein diet when I was young and just totally got it, I got gout in my feet. Wow. Because wow. It's it's because of a lot of acidic. Yep. Yep. And so if you're out there and you're prone to it and you want to go that way, I can tell you from experience that you will go that way. And the way to get away from it was to go back to a well, balanced diet. And
1: I'm gonna encourage our people out there get the pH strips. Yes. You can get them at the health food That's store good. and you, you you follow the directions. I was gonna tell you how to do it, but just follow the directions and
0: keep your body in the middle. I have Keep the, it uh, balanced. I have the pool ones. Does that work? Can I just uh, put them in my mouth for a little while? <laughs> yeah. No? Okay. Let's get on to our side. Uh, yeah, yeah, so let's a, roll. a good transition from health, uh, talking about health, to opportunities would be um, man, if you're not healthy, you really can't, uh, you really aren't going to be in a place to seize opportunities when they come. Yes. yes. And that health, uh, what we've been talking about the last few weeks, uh, has to do with not just your body, but your mind and your and your spirit as well. Uh, and I think all three are important. And so they let's, fit. let's talk about opportunities. I mean, how often um, in your lives, uh, I'm going to ask you, Tom, and and, and and dad, who is, he's my dad, just FYI you guys are probably thrown off if I call this guy dad but <laughs> he's really my dad um how many opportunities that have come in your life that if you didn't take them then you wouldn't be where you are today like in just an I, estimate like so how, can Tom you think go first
2: oh I could jump right in the middle of this one because um when I when I when I got into bodybuilding that was just an opportunity and I fell into it can't do it I don't think that way anymore and then I, want to, I I planned for my next career because it was a hot career it was, uh, um, uh, with computers. So I went to school for that. But when I came into the ministry, ministry was something else. And an opportunity came to me one day when Pastor Ron had mentioned at lunch that, hey, ever thought about going to the ministry? And I'm like, no, I didn't think about that. And he goes, well, you should. I go, well, there's a couple of questions I got to ask. I've been mm-hmm. divorced. And Pastor Ron said, well, that's not ap- applicable, applicable because it says that you, you have to be a one-woman man. Yep. And, I, and I go, well, at that moment, I did not have a woman. <laughs> God was working me on that. But I did end up with becoming a one-woman man, with my beautiful wife, Tiffany. But there was an opportunity. Now, pastor asked me, you know, three more times. First two times I fasted, and the answer was no. And, I, and, you know, I knew that wasn't what pastor wanted to hear, but it was for me. But when the opportunity came and I said yes, I didn't, you know, and I, I'll go back to this one. I tell people all the time, there is a wait period. The Bible says if you wait upon the Lord yes. that you will rise up like wings of evil, you'll run and not get tired. So I tell people in that waiting period, you gotta get busy. You can't just sit there and wait for mm. something to come. You got to be busy about what you're yeah. doing. So I was volunteering at the church. I was helping on the board. I was I, doing these. I'm going to
0: stop you right there, Tom, because that point is huge. Huge, and, right. and that's something that I don't that is in our culture, but I, I don't know that people really talk about this is waiting on God. We were just talking, Vince, uh, uh, with a friend of ours who was talking about that exact thing of waiting right. on God. You can wait on God so much that it keeps you from 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 actually.
1: I think sometimes you, you can wait
0: on God so much
1: that you you're waiting done waiting on God becomes a sin.
0: Yeah. So I think there's a time to move. I have a philosophy on this and you guys tell me what you, you feel free to jump in and say uh what you what you think about this. But I believe that if you're constantly checking your heart and your intentions that God is like go for it. Do do what you want to do. As long as your heart and intentions are good, and then occasionally he might interject and say no, I want you to go a different direction, but he I mean, if God tells you to go a certain direction in your in your teens, he may not change it ever, or he may change it 10 years down the road, right? He might change it 20, and there's a lot of leeway there. God did not create us, in my opinion, to be... Puppets. Uh, not just puppets, but slaves or, and, or, mind, or, or robots. Or like mindless Mindless, things. exactly. That, that's it. I mean, God created us to think and not just think, but think critically. And I've do, said before, right? in
1: sermons before, I believe there are some times when we go to God in prayer to ask him his will on some where he answers and says I don't really care. Yeah. In other words, I'm going to God. God, I want to get a dog for the family. Should it be a German shepherd or a Rottweiler? Yeah. And God says, I don't care. So I always
0: go back to I the don't care. I always go back to the creation story <laughs> um and I think about God's original plan there and how non-specific his his call was, how non-specific his his push was. <clears throat> he said, here's a garden, right? Take care of it, right? That's it didn't tell him how you know didn't tell him exactly what to do which plants to give more uh, uh you know uh time he to. says i i have given you a brain yeah. i've given you logic but i'm here to help you but this is god gives I'll us all these you. gifts and he's like enjoy yeah take yeah. take take these gifts use them well, for what you, you good. ask a question
1: and i'm going to answer that question now too uh i would have never probably seized the opportunity to start a church had i not been kicked out of another church mm-hmm. uh we were in the youth ministry and i told you Um, This was an ultra-Pentecostal church, and they believed, I'm going to use this just to describe something that describes the kind of people they were. They would swing the chandeliers, run and jump on the piano, and start preaching. They'd run around the the, uh, auditorium. And I didn't do that. And I started uh, teaching the youth some biblical concepts that of balance that you felt was in your heart yeah dude. and they kicked me out basically
0: so so let me stop you there because i think this is another really important point remember how, where you were yeah okay yeah. yeah how many people would have just given up at that point and said well i tried the god thing i tried the calling thing and right. if it worked for me i i must have missed it but i did give up well for a I while did. i know i gave up until god spoke to me
1: i thought well this this chapter's done And then I told you that's where I had this vision. I never had one in my life. It said, "Go start a church." How much time
0: before, between when you gave up, uh, was there? Two weeks. Okay, (laughs) two weeks. So, so. Yeah, I, I thought, mean, you know. I, I think that you know there are times that are, that are very discouraging, right? Yes, yes. And so I'll let you fi- go ahead and finish, but I just think I just want to make sure people understand that in discouraging times, those could be yeah. well. Right, well, Josh, come back. I'm know? still
2: I'm still holding my thought too. So come back. Like okay, well, we're all caffeined up today. I can have, <laughs> I can help with that, Josh. I we right haven't right. even
1: given Vince a chance to talk. So hey, I'm so just listening.
3: I ha- I'm ready to go. You guys are good. Uh, well, this well, is let, good let, stuff. Let,
2: let, let's go back.
1: Let's. I'm gonna try to keep this thing on in line here. Life affords us with all kinds of opportunities to do good, but most of us don't see the opportunities for what they are.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Let me kind of focus this thing again. Well, you were talking about the story, and I interrupted you. I'm sorry, but I thought that was important. But you were talking about when you you gave up. What happened there? Like, what you you got kicked out? Yeah, the, what they
1: did is they called a church meeting. This was so interesting, and uh, this church was about. 35, 45 people big, probably 20, 25 adults, a little bigger than that, and probably 25 young people. Mm-hmm. I had more young people than they had in the sanctuary on Sunday morning. And again, they were ultra Pentecostal. I mean, yeah. we spoke in tongues 10 times at every service, and we ran around, and the person that jumped up and down the most was the most spiritual. And for some reason, I thought, this is out of balance. I don't see this in Scripture And when I tried to balance it, they got angry at me, and they got more angry at me and more angry at me. And so one day they went to the pastor who happened to be my father-in-law. They said, we want to call a church business meeting tonight. We'd like Ron here, everybody here. So I went to this church meeting, and uh, they handed it over to one of the elders in the church, and he got up and he said, it's come to our attention there's a certain person in our church. Who is leading people down a wrong road and this certain person needs to be stopped and this certain person is causing problems in the families and so finally i raised my hand and they said yes ron i said i think i'm the certain person and they said you are and they asked wow. me asked me to leave now when they asked me to leave it's so interesting cuz i had about 10 of the young people with me that i was overseeing in ministry and they stood up one one at a time 2 or 3 of them did and they they got kind of nasty. He said, how dare you come against Pastor Ron? They call me Pastor Ron, I think, or I forgot mm. what they call me. They said, He's been leading us and showing us how to go door-to-door witnessing. He's been da-da-da-da. Anyway, they they told me to leave. And I did, and I thought, well, this chapter's over. Mm. I, I thought I was going to be a youth pastor or something, and two weeks later I had what I will call a vision, for lack of better wording. saw a big screen. saw myself hanging a sign. And this voice said, "Go start a church for me." That was almost fifty years ago, but I'm still here. Mm-hmm. So that's all I want to say.
0: No, I love that because so many people, when they when they encounter defeat, when they feel like they've done the right thing, but they encounter defeat, they don't see it for what it actually is. Mm-hmm. And I think what it actually is is it's a crossroads moment. Mm-hmm. It's a moment mm-hmm. where you could where you could basically uh, say, "Well, I tried, and you know, I'm just going to settle now," or you can say. Well, what else is there? And and I also like the fact that you weren't trying to cause a problem. You were just speaking what was in yes. your heart. Right? I had no idea they felt. Thing. I
1: had no idea they felt this way.
0: <clears throat> yeah, I had no idea that they were actually
1: knowing what I was teaching the young people. What I basically told the young people was, you know, this running around the church and jumping up and down is scaring people off.
0: Hmm. Nobody wants to come to our church. Well, and I think that that's such a good uh, um, view of who Jesus was. And again, I we we at the beginning I said we're not gonna. Uh, push God, and we won't, but we are going to talk about our faith because yeah. that's who we are. Well, you but, know, Josh,
2: as it goes back to me, as my opportunity came when Pastor Ron and asked me that, it wasn't four years until I took it. Right. Yeah, okay. But I didn't give Longer. up on the opportunity because there was more little opportunities. Okay. Because I started a Bible mm. study. Yep. I yep. was serving in the church. And you I saw, was saw those as yep. important. Yes. Well, yep. they, were, they were all opportunities because yep. Doug would say, hey, you want to help me with Man Cave? I'm like, yes, I would. Yep. Opportunity. Accepted. Then i a sudden, "Would you like to do a Bible study?" Yes, I would. I don't know how. So, so I think you start to see those little steps leading you to the. You know what's interesting steps. about
0: that, and it, it just both of you guys, the this story is reminding me of of the Gospels of what Jesus did. I mean, when Jesus started his ministry, he didn't he didn't start thinking I'm going to really take these people off. That's my goal, right? That wasn't his goal. His goal was to do to speak the truth, to be who he truly was. And to tell people that that through him God would save them. And that his intentions were perfect. They were perfect. Yeah, but sh- then he also, Tom, going back to your idea with the small things, is he started off with smaller things that people yeah. would say those are small. You're going to right. you're going to that dude's, you're going to this little guy's mother in law's house and you're going to start talking that what right. what good is that going to do? Right. You're not in the synagogues, you're not at the temple, you're not at all these big places. Right. And he saw those little things, Tom. And and when you what do they say? When you are faithful to small things, right? That, bigger. That bigger opportunities will come. Yeah, I, I was shocked they asked me to leave. I mean, I was just shocked. So so I'm gonna say this. Most uh, people or not most people, but many people have missed big opportunities because yep. they didn't realize that the smaller ones were the, the road, ones that lead you there. They were the
2: roadmap there.
1: Yeah. God's still looking for people who do small things well. He's still looking for them. But I'm gonna change again the topic a little bit. Let's talk about people who have turned problems into opportunities. And I mentioned uh, a few weeks ago, Mad Mothers Against Drunk Drivers, mm. and that all now help me here. That all started when was not a mother who had a child or had somebody killed in yes. a drunk driving accident? And then I read this week about Halo. Uh, they specialize in safe bedding for newborns. And Bill Schmidt uh, lost his first firstborn to sudden death syndrome or crib death. And as a result of that, he came up with this business. That's probably saved a lot of other kids from crib death. Uh, John's son. And it would be
0: so easy to just fold it. Wouldn't it?
1: It would. But you know what? That's what we're talking about today. Well, there's Uh,
2: somebody that's close to us that's doing this, Scott Winkler. mm. He lost his son, Clayton, um, uh, um, just uh, a few months ago. And uh, so now he's president of a board to um, help Bring awareness to fentanyl and, and, and what's, problems. What's and, wild,
0: Tom, is seeing him from from my perspective. You know, and I'm not super close to Scott, but seeing him be in pain, yes, but stick with the community that yeah. he's in, yeah, is so inspirational to me. And he's a lawyer; he's an attorney. Yep. Yeah, but that's so inspiring. Uh, I mean, I, my first thought would be, I'm going to go into the woods and I'm going to be alone yep. and leave me alone. You right? Know? I, I don't know of anything in life
1: that's harder. That's harder and more hurtful than losing a little one or a, or a child. Period.
0: Yeah, I've seen it uh, personal. I've uh, I've seen you know a, a couple of right. church years ago lost their daughter to cancer at five years old, and I, my daughter's six. I just couldn't imagine it. But they leaned into. Uh, start, they they started uh, doing fundraisers, and they started right. uh, just basically you know uh, raising money and awareness towards uh, child cancer. To help cancers. others, like it was yeah. crazy. You know, it's really well, a guy named John Sundit, lost two of his
1: brothers to drugs. And they tried everything in the world to get these guys off of drugs and with no success. Mm. And he said they just wanted to fit in and be cool. And so he lost both of them and he devoted his self to finding a solution. Mm. And he started a group called Natural High and started traveling the country, going into school, showing young people how to get natural highs without drugs. Mm. And we know we get runners high. There's all kinds of highs. Yeah, yeah.
0: And I thought that was very creative. It's very cool because uh, so many people, again, myself included, in the past, I've seen uh, the obstacles as as a sign that I'm not going in the right direction, right? <laughs> yeah. But so many times, uh, it's those obstacles are there. And but just and, you know, just think, Josh, how many lives these people have saved? Yeah, they
1: have lost a life maybe, but because of their their uh
0: determination. They leaned into the purpose
1: beyond yeah. the pain. And they've saved right? they've saved a lot of lives that would not have been saved had they not gone through this awful ordeal.
3: They don't get lost in what they what they, they don't get lost in what they've lost. They yes. move forward and yes. create yes. something mm. new. And that's huge. Have yeah. you uh, I don't remember if it, and you guys probably remember this when you're kids because there's probably more of these trees. But do you remember those trees? That would produce the helicopter seeds. Yes. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes. And then there would just be like millions and millions of those over your driveway. Like they'd be all over, right? I remember we used to take them and we'd throw them in the air and you know, we'd just play with them all day, but there'd be just millions of them all over. You know, they were kind of a nuisance. Hmm. Um, what's interesting about that is that see that tree drops all those seeds. And you go back the next year and you think, oh, there's probably a thousand new trees, right? And there's not. There might be one little sprout lean and it might not survive. But that tree doesn't stop producing because it went, you know, it keeps producing. I think that's huge because I think sometimes when we do have opportunities or we lose, we stop producing those seeds because we yeah. think nothing good is going to come you know, from that.
0: I think it's the people that that do those little things on the daily. We call it grind now. We call right. Grinding, yeah. 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 You know, I'm grinding every day. Right. It's those people they continue to do that. I think they. I think that they have the ability to see the big picture, to see their purpose. Right. In every little thing that they do, you know? Isn't or, that their
1: path to healing too?
0: Yeah, well, that's just it too. Uh, so uh, somebody was talking about uh, in a book recently, um, I was reading, um, it was Mark Manson's book, which I won't say the title because it's uh, a right. be offensive to some people. Yeah, but, sure. Um, he was talking about um, uh, climbing, um, uh, people that end up climbing, you know, Mount Everest or whatever. And he said that those people, he's like, the people that just have the vision of the mountaintop, are mm-hmm. usually not the people that get there. It's the people that enjoy the pain of climbing. Oh, that's or They interesting. enjoy the journey of climbing. That's interesting. It's
2: very interesting. Be- because those people's bodies but are But then what he said, then what he followed
0: it up, up it. with? with, yes. if you don't enjoy the journey of what you're doing, you're probably not going to be successful in it. That's and, and, cool. And,
2: and you know, some people don't add up the sacrifice that might be required. They'll see a sacrifice of, oh, I shouldn't do it the sacrifice my wife and I made to leave the corporate world into the ministry world was I sold a car. Mm. We ended up with one car because yeah. we had to reduce our finances because yep. I took a two-thirds salary cut. And so as you come in, you, you've got to realize sometimes you got to move lateral mm. before you move up. Yep. And opportunities like that I think Which, often you do, yeah. Well, well you, you, opportunities like that, you you could look at it and go, "Well, I got to make too many sacrifices." Well, what if it's that sacrifice that you right. need to get to the next point? And
3: those moments are scary, right? Like because you're like, "I got to sell a car." I remember yeah. the same thing happened to Hannah and I. We moved to Ventura, and it was a new adventure for us. And we're like, "Wait, we moved to Ventura. It's really expensive to live here. <laughs> like we have to downsize." So we started selling our cars and stuff. But it's like you don't want to do that. I was reading a story this week. Um you guys have probably heard this story and pastor you've probably used this in an illustration before but it was about a young man who wanted to marry the farmer's daughter and so he goes to the he goes to the farmer and says I, I want to marry your daughter and he says okay but I want you to stand in the middle of this field and I'm going to open I'm going to open the barn door and a bull's going to run out and I want you to grab its tail cuz I'm going to give you 3 chances <laughs> so he opens the barn door first bull runs out looks mean ferocious and he, and he so he dodges the bull, lets it run by because he knows he has three chances. He opens the second door. Big old bull comes out. It's snorting whatever. He's <laughs> no way right. Let's you know passes out. Finally, the third one comes out and it's scrawny. He's like, oh yeah, yeah, yes, yes, yes. It's time. I'm gonna grab. It's it's the right bull. It's the small bull. He goes. He goes to he maneuvers himself to go to grab its tail and it doesn't have one. <laughs> and I, and I think that's us yeah. in life with the opportunity. Yeah. Like we're not willing to. To tackle the hard thing that's in front of us to get what we want it isn't always about what we want but to help others and help others well another us. mountain climbing analogy because uh, we're in the mountains is if you were to
0: climb a mountain uh, does the mountain change <laughs> no no you do right? right yeah it's the the journey of trying actually changes us and makes us into who we're supposed to be i mean it's mm-hmm. the same with weight so working out uh, yeah. eating right don't problems often disguise themselves
1: or I should say opportunities disguise themselves as problems. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Uh, but let, let me talk about something else here, because I originally wanted to talk a lot about social media today, and you guys thought it wasn't a good idea, so we didn't go that direction. <laughs> but... Uh, I never said that. We have opportunities all around us. Yes. Now, we are hosting a, a pastor's conference up here at the ranch mm-hmm. in a couple months, and I remember one pastor's conference we did, and it had a, an old guy. See, I can talk about old guys, because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm older. <laughs> but... He, had, he he was lecturing some of the guys at the table. I had left to go do something, and I'd come back, and he was lecturing them against the evils of Facebook, the evils of social media, and how uh, godly people don't waste their time. And I came back, and I kind of set him straight in a very hopefully loving way. And I said, I have to disagree with you. I have a lot of friends on social media, and I use it as an advantage. Well, we have a guy in our Vegas church, Kyle, and he just texted me yesterday so excited he said I'm on one of these neighborhood apps and I was going to use it to promote my construction company and I thought why not pastor you know pastor Ron of course I've taught sermons on why not he said I'm just going to put a request out there or not a request but I'm going to put out there a, an invitation and he said anybody have any prayer requests out there and he said all of a sudden they start flowing in wow and he said one of them said in fact he let me read some of them I'm a single mom and I've just moved and I'm having a hard time. I don't have anything. Mm. And another one said there was a death in the family. Pray for me because I believe in God. Another one, I have a loved one in the hospital and I believe in prayer. And all of a sudden I I started talking to him and I go, wow, the single mom, find out what she needs. We have a warehouse. We have furniture and stuff. This is a chance to help her. And I said, the death in the family, Kyle, go out today and Mm. buy him a a book on grief, a Christian book. And thirdly, uh, the loved one in the hospital, Doug piped in, Pastor Doug from Vegas as, hey, we'll go up and visit this loved one. I'll go with you. Da, 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 da. He opened up a whole ministry yep. right there on the yeah. spot
0: through social media. It's funny because um there's a whole uh uh generation of new um business books and business seminars that talk about the fact that you should never put success at the top of your list uh as far as you know what you want to accomplish. And we've been talking about this for a long time, but uh instead put your purpose there, mm. right? And your purpose will lead to success. And success isn't bad, but if you run over everyone to get it, it's not good, right, necessarily. But if you if you like you said, feed the needs, feed the people. What did what did Jesus say to Peter, right? When when he left, he said just feed my sheep, man. Yeah. Just do well, do the job.
2: Josh, look, you guys know that I'm on TikTok. <laughs> i'm 65 years old in a couple of months and i need be, to
0: join just to watch your TikToks. What, what,
2: what i'm just saying so i've done over 500 tiktoks and um I, I was telling my daughter you know what would i do she goes well figure out what i do does you are going to do but do it quick and i go what do you mean she goes under 40 seconds and i'm like well i can't do anything so i started using a verse as a jump in mm. to an idea and so now if i miss yeah. one they'll email me if i'm an hour <laughs> off that's awesome they'll email me and, and it's funny because it doesn't bother me mm. i i just like well i it's something that i i thought oh i'll do that and well it wasn't easy doing it mm. you know you had to perfect it you get the idea but when you f- see that other people are starting to get blessed by yeah. it you're like okay i can see it now but you could look at it as a tiger that you got by the tail and how do you let go of it i mean you just yeah. don't you just keep moving forward well because you gotta yeah. know that it was an opportunity you took it and now you just got to keep it up
3: well, and I too, you don't take an orange off of a tree and bite right into it, do you? <clears throat> no, you peel back the to get yeah. the fruit, and that's what you're talking about. You got to peel back some of these layers, and then you got to get to the fruit of that. And being able using social media, you got to peel back some of those layers. You got to peel back that sour part. You got to peel back the thing that's not. You don't eat a banana without peeling it back because there is some good in there, and so you got to be able to pull that pull that out. Or, but I agree with you, Josh, about about if you're passionate and your passion leads to helping others an opportunity will come out of that. Yeah. I do believe that. But we're not so, taking advantage of all the opportunities around right, us. For sure. I'm a pastor and people will write me
1: very often or text me or or talk to me at church and say, "Man, I, I can't find ministry. I want to get involved in ministry." Do what Kyle did here in Vegas. Yeah. yeah. You've got ministry right now. If he really puts some feet on some of these requests that are being, you know, given to him well, on on inter- on the how internet. How many people He's going to
0: be busy with ministry. How many people are think think to themselves, man, I wish that people would give me accolades. I wish people would, would see what I'm doing. You're right now in real time, you're acknowledging Kyle, right? For doing basically what was in his heart to do. And, and, and so, you know, he didn't, he wasn't trying. Do you think he was like, Hey, Pastor Ron, will you mention me on that podcast? please? (laughs) He doesn't even know we're mentioning. But again, he was was going
1: to use it for his own purposes to promote his construction company. And I wrote him this morning and I said, now, watch how you get blessed oh, in your construction right. company because you put God's needs in his kingdom first. Right. And other,
2: yeah, there's pa- pa- other. Pastor, remember when we did the phone book ministry? Oh, yeah. It was yep. what an opportunity. We heard Pastor Ron yeah. talk about phone book. <laughs> I, I tried it and the name came to my mind. And I go, uh, well, that can't be in the phone book. I looked it up and sure it was. So I called it. And the guy, I guess, of course, it's <laughs> awkward. And you're like, hey, how you doing? I'm Tom. Like, uh huh. You know, like, this is back when you had to dial the number right? Right. and they didn't yeah. know with who your was finger? coming in. Well,
0: let, let's explain what the phone book ministry yeah, yeah. was, well, basically. The, yeah. You might yeah. have to explain what a phone book is. My kids don't even yeah. know. So. <laughs> right, right.
2: Well, well, it was a big, thick book about three inches long. Yeah, Pastor right. Ron says, if you just take your finger and just put it down, call and see if you have some ministry. And But I got a name in my mind and I looked to see if it was in the phone book and it
1: was. Well, what it was, I was just frustrated with so many people asking me, yeah. I don't have ministry, find ministry for me. I should go a phone book? Go home and pray, open it up, find three or four names in there, and sometimes they had addresses, and write them a letter and give them your testimony in a letter. Wow. See what happens. Yeah. I've now anointed
0: you for the phone book ministry. Well, you wanted to talk about social media. There, There's your that was uh, an early- transition because now it is face. You could put something on yes. Facebook or Twitter or, right. or uh, TikTok or whatever it is, and it could be encouraging, you know? Um, but at the same time, you know, some people get so frustrated because. They aren't doing as well on there as they want to do. But how do you know that you didn't hit the right yes. person? They're, they're that looking at it person, the wrong way. Right? They're looking yes, at they, it right. the wrong way, Josh. Yes, they are.
1: Again, you know, you got to approach the the social media thing in a different way. Yeah. Not to see how popular it can make me, how many followers I can get, how many friends mm. I can get. Like maybe throw out a prayer there during the day. Yes. This is for anybody out there. You won't believe the times that I've got up two in the morning, I couldn't sleep, and I go, hey. I'm just going to post whatever comes on my mind. Right. I'm going to post it on social media. Mm-hmm. And one night I posted something like, someone out there is about to give up on life. Mm. And it's 2 in the morning. I'm awake. Must be God's will. I just want to encourage you. And I, had, I did that two or three times, I think, through a 10-year period of time. And I had at least two or three people write me back going, I was thinking about committing suicide. Wow. And I saw your post. But you can post a prayer, a quote, encouragement, You can defend people if they're getting roasted on there. You can invite people. You can change people's life by using social media. There's opportunities out there. There I uh,
0: heard a a talk by, um, it was years ago at a camp, Hume Lake, and it was a uh, missionary who was speaking, and he talked about how there's like a hero syndrome in our culture, how everyone wants to be the hero, how everyone wants to do the big thing but if they see a smaller thing, they, they pass on it because they don't think it's significant enough. And it, the, the quote that he said that I've used so many times is, most people don't do anything because they can't do everything. Like, they can't be that person. Right. They can't be that hero. And I know it doesn't apply to everyone that's listening to this, obviously, but maybe that's you out there. You're thinking, man, I want to be so significant. I want to do something so good. And if you're younger, maybe that affects younger people more. I don't know. But when I was young, I, I was I was like, I want to do so much. But then I realized... It's the little things that lead to that. It really is. And I know it's a broken record. It's yeah. a broken record, but we're talking about opportunity. That's how you do it.
2: Well, you know, right? you, you even take a step further. One of my heroes in the Bible is Gideon. And he, you got Gideon doing something that was contrary to what it was made to. He was beating out wheat in the yeah. wine press. Wine press. <laughs> and it, but, but he was doing it because they needed to do it. And he was doing it, seemed like, underground because people would come and steal his stuff but but he was doing something so we're talking about it opportunities come sometimes when you're doing something else right. so he's doing something and you know a lot of people will come to me and go you know i just can't hear god and i say well you're doing something that would put you in that moment mm-hmm. to hear god he's doing a regular thing and an angel comes so, to him and says you mighty man of, of God, valor, valor. Yeah. and he goes you're talking to me right. I mean, it's, it's like, <laughs> is there it's, someone else in the room you know, <laughs> but 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 he was doing something and and some So, if you can just do something. Well, there's
0: a term uh, that floats around. Um, There's a book called Mindset, and it's called uh, the term is growth mindset. So, if you have a growth mindset, you want things to grow that you were involved in, or whatever, yeah. right? But the thing that you can cultivate the most is yourself, right? And so um, I love Gideon's story because his entire story is wrapped around the idea of growing deep instead of wide. God, even even with the numbers of of warriors that you know, he's like, right. well, I have to have all these warriors. No, no, you just need this many. Right, but you need deep people, you know, and so it was social media. Some of us, you know, young people, especially we get caught up in the numbers. We think, uh, you know, there's, there's a, I, I didn't get a hundred views or I didn't get 20, 30 views or whatever it is. Um, and you get frustrated, but you got 30 people, viewing something you did that day i mean 10 years ago 15 years ago you had to call those people from an actual telephone my kids we were watching dumb and dumber the other day and uh and the 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 bad guys in the phone booth and they're like what is that you know, right. it, it just, things have changed so much. And we live in a society, a culture right now, where you can literally affect people from across the world. You know, you can affect people uh, in your community as well. And and you can do that in such easy ways. You well, know? one of those 30 listeners in your audience could be the
1: next vice president yes. of the United States. You yeah. don't know who you're talking so to. I love yeah. when you, I right. saw
2: you do a graduation one time, pastor, for a kindergarten yeah. class. Kindergarten. And, and you said, you know, yeah. I, I, I need to show these kids respect because one day they could be the heart surgeon working on, on my me. heart <laughs> <laughs> or, or, or or dentist f- pulling or filling a tooth That's right but, but it's so true I mean we you know I, I do believe that as you look at opportunities you have mm-hmm. to realize you're also affecting other people mm-hmm. yes you know and and and, and it, I think isn't that the biggest thing that we can do is take opportunities to help
0: other people yeah well, there's also a class issue too uh, what now? a class issue I, I, some of us right. think that uh, I'm only going to reach that people group because that people <laughs> group is important. Uh, how many success stories have you heard of where the person comes from a rough neighborhood? They come from that yeah. ghetto. They come from that hood, you know, and how many people are, and how many people like, uh, I see people online that are, that are going and speaking at school assemblies uh, Ma- Manuel Carasalis right. is one of them. Uh, and you see people that are, that are pouring into these rough neighborhoods, you know, and I'm like, that is that right there is huge. Who's doing that, you know? And not many people do.
2: Well, you know? it's so funny. My daughter, Tessa, who is a talent manager at Daily Wire, and uh, will tell me, I mean, if I get discouraged on my TikTok, she goes, Dad, you're 65 and your audience is 17 to 25. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, you're putting perspective for me. You know, you, because what, <clears throat> what can you do so I to just, have a, a, a audience? <laughs> I'm, or, I'm
0: messing up here. I'm dropping my phone. But no, no. I just did the math really quickly. If you hit 30 people a day with a Facebook post, by the end of the year, it's ten thousand people. Yeah, I mean, think and about then, that. then
1: multiply how many people they might reach right. with yeah. your comments. It's right. reach, Yeah, or they might repost.
2: Pastor, does that blow you away? Yes, with all the people that you've been hearing you through <laughs> the years, we're talking millions. Right, and and pretty soon that that I mean, you, 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 there's probably people in India
3: that oh there is with no yeah. pastor there wrong yes.
2: because of that yeah and i and think you, you didn't set out to do it you had 10 teenagers
1: i did not set out to do this as i said <laughs> i think on last week's <laughs> podcast i had no intentions
3: of being a pastor mm-hmm. uh i just wanted to show people god was real i was excited mm-hmm. about him and that's it, what it
1: turned into it, it, i think
3: yeah. sorry i think that's good because i think don't underestimate the opportunity in what god has god basically how god made you because like you said, you didn't know you were going to do all that, but you might be listening and thinking, well, what do I have to say and what do I have to off- offer? Uh, I forget the guy's name. I think his name's Mel something. He did a, te- a TED talk and he talked about um, the chance of just being alive. It's like a 400, tr- 400 trillion to one that we're alive. And if the you miracle. just, th- yeah, it's a miracle. I mean, it's just a mi- 400 trillion. When you think about, I was born into this world. What do you have to give? Mm. You you have something to give. You do. You are, so, you are a 400 trillion to one it's, chance, it's and funny. God has made you
0: unique. To I, I just want to say this to, the, to the people that are listening to this because uh, people have asked me personally, How do you guys prepare for the podcast? I said, I don't. Uh, I really don't. And, and but I'm always reading, I'm always yes. right. uh, I'm always preparing yeah. for yeah. opportunities, right? Yeah, but I don't specifically prepare for the podcast because I like how things uh, organically come yeah, to the I'm, I'm
1: the one who does prepare, that's, yeah, that's why okay. I'm always
0: interrupting, yeah. going, let's go this
2: direction, that
1: direction. I'm the pilot, you are.
0: I do, I prepare too, and that's okay, that's good. <laughs> but
2: Josh, is it doing something that you normally do preparing? Because I, I, I'm on your page, well, I get up in the morning, workout. Because it's an opportunity, I won't have the rest of the day. Right, right, right. I go to have coffee because I need to drink coffee. I like coffee, and I need to read the Bible, so I try to put them all in succession. When, well,
0: when I said I don't prepare for the podcast, I already corrected myself. I do prepare you for do whatever it. comes my way each day Be- and because so you're doing, that's doing that's the normal thing. Habit. You're yeah. doing you're, the normal thing. You didn't even know the topic till you I sat didn't, down right here. But the reason I said this, the reason I said this, and I think it's important, is because to this what, what has bubbled up. Uh, To the surface in this talk right now, the theme of this talk, if you haven't already captured it, is the fact that most people are missing big opportunities because they're not paying attention to small things, right? Right. And one of the reasons I keep interrupting, and people
1: probably get upset with me, (laughs) but I see us starting to ramble a little bit, and I say, okay, now let's get back to this. And and I want to do that right now because you had mentioned special people groups a while ago. Let's talk for a moment about special people groups and discuss some of the opportunities they have to make the world a better place. For example, right now, uh, let's talk about some of the younger people, maybe 30 years of age, 40, 45, uh, who are fully engaged in their careers. Um, How how can they see the opportunities at hand when right now they're really engaged in making their career into something successful? For example, I'm just gonna kind of start you out. Uh, They can promote health in the workplace. Let's say that, you know, you're saying, what kind of opportunities am I afforded in my my career, you know, uh, my career part of life right here? There's all kinds of opportunities. Mm -hmm. I mean, what if all of a sudden you go, you know, the group goes out to lunch every day and we're eating at these fast food places. I don't Mm -hmm. like it. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to start bringing my lunch and uh, I'm going to challenge the other people in my group to bring their lunch. And I'm going to swap some of the things. I want to bring some extra food, swap some of the food with them. This is a crazy idea. But but you say, I have an opportunity to help other people become more healthy. I'm kind of into that now. Mm-hmm. So you know what? Hey, guys, I know you're going out to eat, but I brought my own lunch. I prepared some health dish, health stuff, a few sandwiches here. And if you want one, I mean, I'm just kind of getting you started. So I, a Bible study at lunchtime or something would be really
0: cool. Uh, to interject and just and just uh, to answer that question, too. I, how... Is usually the wrong question. It just is. It's usually the wrong question. You do need to get to the how, but the first question you need to ask is the why. Mm -hmm. And and, Tom and I were talking about this last week. I was like, you can't. I can't. I can argue with your how all day long. I can argue argue with it all day long because there's so much information. There's so many different ways to do things. I cannot argue with your why. I cannot argue. Like if you have a purpose, I'm going to see you that you have that that purpose, and I respect it, even if I don't agree with your purpose. It's not my. It's not my uh, responsibility. To okay, disagree. as a Christian yeah.
1: believer, what is our purpose? Our purpose, I think you would all agree, is to go out there mm-hmm. and love people into the kingdom of God. Sure. Love them, yeah. care about them. Yeah. That's it. So, and I'm saying, you're at your career stage. You say, "I I can't find purpose." Yeah. Find ways in that career uh, mm-hmm. journey
0: that you can start loving people and
1: right. helping them with their yeah. health
0: and if you, helping them to know God. If you keep why at the uh, at the forefront then you're going to keep your purpose at the forefront and you're going to know what to do in the moment. And that's the thing that has changed my life the last year is that I can worry about the past as much as I want, but it's not going to change anything. I can learn from it, of course, but if I worry about it, see, I schedule my worry time in now. I I schedule it in. It's called journaling. Mm -hmm. I schedule it in. I write out my worries and fears. I leave them there. And I don't worry about the future either. I, I focus on the here and now. And when you do that, and you know your purpose, you're going to know what to do.
1: L- love our God. Love our God with all our heart, soul, and mind. And love our neighbors as ourselves. Simple. And so yeah. if you're pursuing your career, right. you can find all kinds of little purposes there. Let's say you, you 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 work maybe 30 miles away. Yeah. Get a carpooling thing going, carpool. And you can say, okay, here's the deal. There's three of us carpooling. And every thir- every day... Someone gets a turn at choosing the radio station we have on. I had That'd, lady be one time, That'd be fun. Oh, That'd I had a fun. lady that wrote me some time ago when we were on the radio in 10, uh, th- I don't know how many thousands of places, but we were on the radio daily. And she said, Pastor Ron, I listen to you every week. And my husband was a nonbeliever. He hated church. He hated Christianity. He hated religion. And so we had this thing going where uh, when we were in my car and I was driving, I got to choose a radio station. When we were in his car and he was driving, he got to choose it. And so he fell and broke his leg or something. I can't remember. And he had to go to the doctor. So I'd have to drive him. And so I got to choose what radio station we had on. And I purposely made his appointments around your broadcast time. <laughs> and he ended up getting saved through yeah. that, through listening to you on the radio. That's good. And I'm just saying, what I'm trying to say, and I'm probably getting very- No, I love where yeah, you're going. Am I yeah. going somewhere? No, no, yeah, saying, yeah. In any phase of life, right? if our why is to love people- yeah. right. And help them with their health, help them in their pursuit of God. We
0: can find little purposes the in, what, in that the journey. The what just comes naturally.
3: Yeah, yeah. yeah I really. think I think so. I think you're right. I think some of that though too. Like you said, you you, the what sometimes doesn't always come naturally if you're not prepared. And I think being prepared. Malcolm Gladwell has a, a really good background. He talks about, you know, to become a master of something, um, you have to spend ten thousand hours. And I think if you have, I'm not saying you have to spend ten thousand hours in doing this stuff. And I want to go back to what you said about careers. I think if you're prepared. I think your why will line up with your what and how, but if you're not, if you can't just say well why and then not ever have any kind of you know readiness you gotta about you, you got to have both. both. I think it's a balance. But I want to go back to your career because I love what you said. You know, you know, somebody working in the workplace and they're and they're you know they're fixed on this career and they're doing their thing. I think also too we forget to slow down and remember that we're people and then to be present with people. Have you ever Cause, seen? Because uh, I think that's huge. Being present with people, like because I think we get so fixated on the thing we're supposed right. to do that and even like one of the things one of my goals my personal goal and this again this is I, and i have a why behind it just so you're thinking but is i carry now in my in my forerunner i carry a little battery pack that can jump people's car and i, I try to have a gas can back there wow, i can yeah. on the
0: outside you're prepared just because i, I want, almost hit you up yesterday because i was on empty and i was thinking i bet vince has a, a gas
3: but, can in but, his I, car. but i want but i want to be able to and in yes. my why yes. is because not because i want to be i want to be the hero and save somebody on the <laughs> side of the road I just want to be present with people and stop to help. And for me, that's to be able to stop and say, I, "I've left enough margins." And you've talked about this. i left enough time in my life that driving across town that I can stop and just say, "Hey, man, I'm here to help you today." Were you the one that just me, be there for somebody? you the one
0: that's telling me that Jay Leno does that? Jay Leno does it like all he's the time. Like no, oh, to oh, stop he, and he, help he, people. He
3: won't only stop to help you. He'll like get under their hood, like yeah. and like fix their car. That's like, so cool. Yeah, How cool, so cool. That? But real quickly, so I so think cool. a lot of our
1: listening audience out there. uh, they they know the why, right? They've been in church, right. longer. Yeah, I there. agree. But but they have not been told about some of the hows. Yeah, and, and when we talk about some of these things, they go, "Wait a minute! I can start a Bible study at work at lunch." And have everybody bring their
0: lunch. Why not? Why well, not? I think I think ma- uh, marrying up the preparation with the how yes. is really important. I yes. think that's what we're doing yes. here, right? Because uh, like, if you have you ever seen like a job a description and it says must be able to lift fifty pounds or whatever? Like, I'm not gonna never lift fifty pounds and then take that job and think, well, I don't know if it'll ever happen. Tyler might have. <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> no, but what you do is you you come in prepared, right? You're ready, um, and that's a very simple. Well, r- let me
1: ask you this question. Yeah, but uh, what kind of opportunities? are more available to the elderly Mm. than they are to many other people. A lot of our elderly are sitting out there thinking, I'm retired, God's through with me. No, 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 no. Um, You know, he he can still use you a lot. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, what kind of opportunities are afforded to them that maybe in other people groups they're not so available? For example, what what if you just volunteered one day a week at the rescue mission? Mm. Whoa! You have time. You don't have to be at work at eight to five, five days a week. What if a charity organization, you became a church volunteer? Some of the older people, man, you you know, you have all kinds of stuff to give and you don't realize
2: it. You know, one thing they have an opportunity to give is their wisdom. Their wisdom. Oh, Oh, that is something that if you're out there, you know, my wife is always, you know, she's education. She's a superintendent and they want people to come in and read books to the kids. What an opportunity. Wow. You know, just somebody to come in in a different voice, not the teacher's voice, somebody to read a book. If you're out there, what better thing could you do? Because when you, Josh, I love what you say, because when you're present, there is opportunity. Because if you're not there, there's zero opportunity. But when you are present someplace, there is an opportunity for the why to come out. Why do I live my life? I'll tell you exactly my why, and it pushes me to everything I do. I know that this lifestyle works a life that is submitted to Christ as he's leading my life. I know that works because the other one didn't work. So as I go out there, that is my why to experience things and to share with others that there is hope. Well, you said they have wealth,
1: wealth of wisdom, a lot of the older people. So good. I mean, they lived back in a day and age where some of them actually learned how to, to can, you know, they would take fruits and stuff off of fruit trees and vegetables and they would do canning, uh, my wife knows how to sew. She can do anything on a sewing machine. You know how many young people don't know how to do that? Uh, cooking class, <laughs> knitting class. I mean, you know, again, our why yeah. is to lead people into the kingdom of God yeah. mm-hmm. and to love people where they're at. And it's, what a neat, what a wonderful way. What's a more wonderful way to do this than saying, "Hey, uh, put a thing on social media." You know, I, I, I'm uh, having a class two or three days a yeah. week where I'll show you. You young people, how to sew.
3: Yeah. Uh, I have so a couple simple. sewing machines yeah. here.
1: And during the course of that, I'm sure they're going to share with you some of their life. And you can pray for them.
3: You can invite them to church, on and on, and on. Teach kids the right cursive, man. They don't... The they what? Cursive. Cursive. <laughs> I was, we were laughing the other day. I wrote something in cursive, and one of my younger kids was like, what is that? Yes. And I'm like... Because they don't teach it don't anymore teach it. in school, right, yeah. so I'm like, oh, this is a secret way that I can write so notes the, to my our, wife. <laughs> our wives,
0: our wives uh went to uh, uh one of those places where you paint, and they teach you how to paint. Yeah. And uh, your your wife, I saw her picture. My wives, they were, they were different, but they both wrote the word love in cursive. In cursive. And my daughter, she's really into art. She grabs this and she looks at it and she goes, "Wow, wow, mommy did this." And she was so interested in the fact that she knew how to do cursive. Isn't that crazy? Well, the, But the point there is, is like, no, no, right. there has to be a point, but. <laughs> It's the idea is that everyone knows something, yes, that they can uh, get. Many people don't. Yeah, and, you know. And, and what
2: it, an opportunity and I'm holding up an iPhone. Hmm. is because even if you're shut in at a place like we're all during the pandemic, there was opportunities. I love it when older people are on Facebook live teaching something because they're out there because you're going way to go it took guts to
0: get on there i just had a thought tom with the iphone i was like it's our modern day lightsaber and you can either use it for good or evil yeah it's (laughs) it's good that's actually good
3: uh oh i heard a story this week i I don't remember the source but uh he was talking about during the pandemic uh this person that didn't know what they were going to do they had lost their livelihood and they said well don't you know how to cook and they're like, oh, yeah, I do. And they're like, well, why don't you cook online? Why don't you teach somebody to cook online? Like, what? And it was just like so easy. Like They had the answer. It was just that they just had to Vince, do it. Vince, what if you got online and you said, anybody want to learn how to fish? Right.
1: Meet me at this place on this oh. day. I'll even teach you how to clean a fish.
3: Oh, now we're talking.
1: Unbelievable. <laughs> I mean, there is no reason for anybody sitting out there saying to themselves, I have no purpose in life. By, have, there's way, opportunities that was all of, over the
3: place. That was one of my favorite moments teaching my kids how to clean a fish. Mm-hmm. Like when just being able, like, and doing it for <laughs> my wife, just cutting it open and just pulling it, and they're just like, "Ah!" Josh, <laughs> yes, Josh wanted to learn how to hunt when he was little. He probably
1: yeah. remember this, and so I went, out, I said, okay. Let's, uh, it's dove season, hmm. and so we shot a dove, <laughs> and Josh was all excited. Remember, we guys. Okay, now we're gonna go clean him and gut him and eat him." Mm-hmm. And at that point, you were kind of turned off.
0: I probably was, and, and you know, I, <laughs> I grew up. But but looking back, I don't remember that story. But I remember actually doing that, and I and I'm so thankful that I have that skill. Like right. I can clean a bird if I have right. to. You know, it's and it's just little things like that. But you know, going back, it's man, like you, whoever you are out there listening to this, you have a you have a talent yes. that that yes. that that you are probably. Uh, you know, not seeing the full effect of, uh, you have, um, a gift that God will give you. We yes. believe in this. Um, you have, uh, opportunities that, that other people don't have, and they might seem small to you, but they're not because they're yours. They're unique, right? Live
1: intentionally. Yeah. I mean, again, we need to be people of purpose yeah. and we need to, uh, see that there's many doors of opportunity out there. Yeah. And especially as Christians to share the gospel and show people the reality of God. And sometimes these opportunities come when we just get two or three people around us, whether it's for, for a cooking class or whether it's for a canning class. Yeah.
0: Or we're showing somebody how to knit or how to sew. Can I say one, life takes can place? Can I say one more thing about social media real quick? Because you did bring it up. Maybe we should have talked about it today. Maybe we'll do next week. I don't know. I but wanted what? to and you didn't want to. Well, I need we needed it to be more anyway. It doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, we, we won't get you we won't get you guys all caught up in our, our meetings. But um you, know, you threw me off.
3: I don't even I don't know what I'm talking I, about. I do here, I do stuff. want you to in because you did not you said no, something back. key. You said the word talent. I know and, and I think that's a great go. You want to go into I just think the parable of the talent. It's such a great, also, just it is description great. of just talking about opportunity. And it goes along with what I was going to say. Okay, perfect. I remember now. This is
0: great. Just, a, you know, I had a All moment. Right. My caffeine's wearing off. Um, but with social media, we are teaching an entire generation to grow up and play and play their symphony for the crowd. Mm. But yet the crowd only, the crowd's selfish. The crowd only, you know, likes what they like. The crowd only applauds, you know, applauds when, they, when you give them what they want but in our tradition we believe you should be playing for an audience of one yes right yes and uh, there's a there's an analogy i don't remember i don't remember if we talked about it in, in the podcast here but uh, the the violinist who is was was world famous and he when he played on the stage you know people just were like wow and they would stand up and give him an ovation the exact same violinist he played in the subway and people were like meh whatever same music same talent world class but the people didn't care because he was in the, he was in the wrong place no wow. appreciation uh, and, wow. and, and the, the you know the idea that i took from that was like be yourself yes. be the best version that you can be and play for an audience of one yeah. you know play for an audience of one and if you do that every single day then the opportunities yeah. are just going to come well, those are we're, be we're not here to
1: serve people we're here to serve god by serving people, but we're yeah. serving God. And, yeah. and,
2: and even out there, and I always think about David being on a hill like right over there. He's out there watching sheep just doing his thing, and he's got a sling and a stone, and a bear comes up, yeah. and he kills the bear. Then it says he kills a lion. <laughs> so when it came to Goliath, he already had opportunities to prepare himself, and then the, the Goliath thing came natural. Yeah. Yeah. He already mm. knew what he was yeah. doing. So, so you never know that that something that you are engaged with doesn't really have a bigger meaning or a bigger right. purpose somewhere down the road. So you can't discount. So many people want to discount something like we've all been saying here, just different ways, an opportunity. Could if count.
1: you're even out there and you're you're uh, sick or say you have cancer or have a disease, you say, what's where are my opportunities? You know, maybe you start researching your specific illness. And you start sharing on Facebook things you find out about your illness. Uh, Or you start experimenting with when you get down, you start praising God and you start praying and you share that uh, on social media or you share that with your friends or you say, Mm -hmm. hey, I found this very helpful when you're fighting this kind of health battle. I mean, there's purpose in everything. There's opportunities in everything.
0: I've also done a practice where um, lately where I will... Think of something, and I'll think this could be funny or good. I'm gonna do it, and I don't care what people think. I don't care if it seems silly. A lot of times, I'll do it. I did. I posted something the other day where I'm just running outside and jumping. It was kind of silly, but Mm -hmm. it made a point, and I and I put it out there. And I thought, you know what, what's the worst that can happen? And you know what happened? No one made fun of me. Nobody uh, and nobody <laughs> said that's, that's ridiculous. You know but I know, yeah, you and, know. If they, and if they did, I, I don't care. I mean yeah, that's right. just, just know, kidding. It's the but that's just it. Like my I don't yeah. have enough energy to yeah. worry about what people right. think. You know
2: you know what my, my, my wife is in the hospital. And when I say I
0: don't care, let me let me sorry, Tom I want to get to this, but when I say I don't care, I, I need to I need to stop saying that because I do care about people i care about people so much but i don't care care. about what they think about me in terms of what what i'm doing sorry
2: my 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 wife was in the hospital at ucla one time for 45 days we were in the room the door was shut just kind of on our own and uh her one of her doctors opened the door peeked his head in and just said how do you guys do this and the answer so easily came out and my wife says because we believe God's got a purpose in this, yes. And he shut the door. We never saw him again. And he says, he, he says, I thought that. And he left. We never see the end of that. We ne- what an opportunity just to say what you're feeling or believing, even at a down moment. And sometimes that did something that must have encouraged him because he goes, I knew that. Shut the door and walked away. Never saw him again in the rest of our life. <laughs> well,
1: I hope our audience has got a <laughs> nugget somewhere in this podcast. Yeah. Uh, our, our, uh, can I just say that our, our, our intentions in this podcast has been to show everybody, no matter where you're at in life, that you have opportunities to bring glory to God and help people. Yes. There's opportunities all around you. Sometimes you just have to listen to a podcast like this to become aware of some of those opportunities that you've missed for some reason.
0: And even if you mispronounce God's name, he still loves you, you know. Yeah. He still loves you. You may not call him God, but he loves you. Yeah, and um, and that's why we have love for each other, uh, and and for you know, everybody that we come in contact with because of that. So. Yes. Well, that's a wrap. I think, yep. don't you? Yep. So we'll talk to you guys soon. Um. Shoot us an email. Shoot us a a, uh, a message on on Facebook. I know I'm I'm on Facebook mostly these days. Right in the YouTube comments. Um, yep. YouTube comments. Let us know what you guys are thinking and and suggest uh, topics. Because- and, and again,
1: we're still open to any comments or questions about health, yep. diet, or anything. Again, we're not doctors, but we have a lot of experience here. And again, we would just like to hear from you. Yeah. Where where are you Where are you located at? Maybe you're in. Uh, London, England, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe you're in New York. Maybe you're at a, at a farm in Kansas somewhere. Yeah. We just love to hear from you. Absolutely. And you can email me, I know, or send me a Facebook or whatever. And so all
0: yep. of us have some way that you can get a hold of us. Yeah, and we actually read them in response. So anyway, love you guys. We'll talk to you, you. Yes. soon.
3: You got your daddy's rain.
2: you like a piece of heaven.